First, thank you for being here and listening to what I have to share with you all in this cool winter morning. And I um, also want to express my gratitude to uh, Doyan and Venerable Lee for giving me the opportunity to speak in front of a house full of people. And uh, so the topic of my sharing is concentration. Um, I'm sharing what seemed to work for me. I hope my talk serves you as a reminder to continue to trust your practice of concentration and make it a practical use in your life. As we stu study the essential dharma of daily practice in the back of your chanting booklet, let's read the sentence together. The first sentence reads, let us maintain the concentration of our Buddha nature so that we may be free from disturbance at all times and all places. So today, I'm sharing from my own experience on how to maintain the concentration and therefore reflecting and writing about the subject. For the talk, I wrote down three questions. Um, I tried to answer them based on my practice and research on the subject. Um, I'm in the process of learning, trying, exploring with curiosity about what works or doesn't as I continue my journey. The first question, what is concentration? It is the action or power to focusing one's attention or mental effort. Well, that's the textbook um, explanation. And in my words, um, it is our inborn power, which we can develop by giving it proper instructions. If we choose to do so, each of us can train our mind in order to improve our ability to concentrate. It is something all of us can cultivate no matter what their age, sex, gender, sexuality, race, financial situations, talents, and life circumstances. Our concentration is like an anchor that keeps the ship from floating away from the shore and not get lost in, in the vast sea. It is safe to say my ability to concentrate keeps me grounded. Second question. How do we practice how to concentrate? Speaking from my own experience, meditation is one effective way to improve our power, improve our power of concentration. By bringing our focus to the sensation of our breath, we remind ourselves to return to the object of attention. At One Buddhism, we practice bringing focus to our lower abdomen, or the dungeon. In other traditions, recommends to follow the sensation of the breath on the tip of our nose. It works in both methods. Personally, I prefer Danjon breathing because I feel this way I can remember to follow my in and out breath in longer segments, therefore less chance for me for the thoughts to emerge. Also, after practicing meditating in this method for the past six years, I feel comfortable sensing the location of my Danjon. When our mind starts to wander, and forget to stay focused in, in the breath, our awareness reminds us to return to our breathing. When you remember to return to the object of your attention, it is better to acknowledge and feel good about it rather than feeling disappointed that your mind started to wander. Instead of getting upset for forgetting, you can thank yourself for remembering. The positive reinforcement encourage the conscious part of you to stay focused longer and the gaps between mind wandering and forgetting become shorter. 
As we continue to practice regularly, our ability to stay focused on our breathing improves, as well our ability to remember. Another way is if I'm experiencing distracted thoughts and having difficulty in silent sitting meditation, I can try chanting Namu Amitabul and bring my focus to listening to the sound of my voice. And other, other methods I use, which is metta meditation, uh, which is the love and kindness meditation, um, chakra meditation, um, where you focus on your seven different chakras, um, or the body scan meditation where um, I bring my attention to all different parts of my body, uh, one by one. These are ways to settle my mind in order to practice sitting meditation with less distractions. Distractions, yeah. Distraction, okay. <laughs> Another way is to bring my mindful state to keep focus in the activity I'm engaged in. I make sure I'm not doing multiple tasking when I'm working on a sub-project. The more I focus on more than one activity at a time, my ability to stay focused in one thing becomes less and less, and then I ended up getting nothing done. When I keep focus in one thing, for example, painting, uh, my mind wanders less and my ability to stay focused becomes stronger. When I continue to stay focused towards something I enjoy, I experience contentment and happiness. Another way is, before I take action towards something I want to accomplish, I ask myself if this activity will coincide with my bigger goals. Does this activity make me feel happy? Can I continue this activity with, with joyful effort and it does not harm others or my self-identity? To gain insights for what, I, what is the right thing to concentrate, I can sit and meditate and in my experience, oftentimes the answer comes when I let go of excessive thinking. Um, to figure out what is my bigger goals, I wrote down what activities that makes me feel happy and how can doing this activity helps me to progress for the better and will my efforts serve others. After figuring out what is the next step I can take toward achieving my bigger goals, I focus and concentrate on the next step and enjoy the process. Third question. What is the benefit of concentration practice? I have, a, <clears throat> I have a list of benefits which I am sharing from the teachings of Master Sotisan. Right here. <laughs> he says, <laughs> he says when, you, when you have gained the power that comes from long training in med seated meditation, the following 10 benefits will result. One, rash and and flighty behavior will gradually disappear. Two, the activities of the sense, six sense organs will become orderly. Three, the suffering of illness decreases and your face becomes smoother. That's a good one. <laughs> the four, the power of memory improves. Five, the power of endurance grows. Number six, attachment disappears. Number seven, perverse state of mind change into right state of mind. Number eight, your self-nature's light of wisdom will shine. Number nine, you will be gratified by ultimate bliss. Number 10, you will gain freedom in birth and death. So you see there are benefits, there are other benefits beside, beside our ability to concentrate um, when it comes to meditation.
And then speaking from my own experience, the ability to meditate and the practice of concentration on my breathing helped me gain wisdom. Therefore, I have better idea on which direction I can choose to take. Early part of my years, when I did not learn about meditation, most times I moved through life by following someone else. Mainly, I have done what I was told to do, thinking they knew better. I did not trust myself wholeheartedly because I did not know how to trust my feelings. This was not taught to me by my parents, religious practice, or those I looked up to. Although it is not always a bad thing because following what works for, by someone else is a good way to learn. As the digital age progressed, my mind got distracted with too many informations that were easily that were easily accessible. I remember at times I was so distracted that my mind could not sit still and focus on reading a book or a news article. When I tried to read a book, I could not stay focused after a few pages. Shortly after I started to practice meditation daily, daily the first thing I noticed was my ability to read was back on track. Uh, this made me feel very happy because I was, when I was a young boy, I enjoyed reading books all the time. As I increased my meditation practice from 15 minutes at first and to 20 minutes to 30 minutes, and nowadays oftentimes to one hour, these are daily practices. I've noticed, I noticed my ability to stay focused and remember has increased, and this was a big win for me. As I continue my practice, I lost the feeling of agitated and worried state, which was also a great accomplishment for me because I felt that, was, I felt that way ever since my dad passed away in 1981. Now my mind feels calm and I train to think positive toward whatever the future will bring. I also smile more when I talk to anyone I meet, which did not happen earlier in my practice. And I used to wonder how come one Dharma ministers smile so brightly when they speak to strangers they never met. I realized that it comes from the qualities within our Buddha nature, which is calm, alert, present, and happy. With our regular practice of meditation and spiritual path, we can rediscover these qualities which are already within us. During or after my longest sitting meditation practice, I have also received insights that helped me better understand my own habitual behaviors and people I meet, my relationship with others, and the way things are. The insights are wisdom thoughts that are different from the thoughts of a monkey mind. In my understanding, I it could be something you read on a spiritual book or someone told you previously but you are not sure if you can believe or understand it fully. When you understand the insight, you, know, you suddenly know in your heart that it is, it is true because it coincides with your common sense. To give you an example, you may have heard that it is important to think positive and let go of, ne of the negative thinking. Because our, our thoughts becomes our reality, because our thought becomes our reality, but often we do not believe this statement because we do not see the results from wherever, whatever we are thinking about, about right away. 
the insight that came to me one day was, this is just one out of many, but I'm just going to explain one of them, um, was me being here, me being here in front of you in this moment in time was first a thought by my mother or my father. And they mate, and nine months later, I arrived out of my mother's womb as a being of flesh and blood. So you see how powerful a thought can be when it is charged with desire, emotion, and actions. I believe these insights are absolutely necessary and beneficial toward our journey to enlightenment. And speaking of enlightenment, I would like to share a short story. It's titled, Enlightenment in Seven Days. I don't know if it's like 100% true, but <laughs> it, it, goes, it goes with the concentration topic. Buddha told his disciples, whoever makes an effort can attain enlightenment in seven days. If he can't manage it, certainly he will attain it in seven months or in seven years. The young man decided that he would attain it in a week, in one week, and he wanted to know what he should do. Concentration was the reply. The young man began to practice, but in 10 minutes he was already distracted. Little by little, he began paying attention to everything that distracted him and thought that he was not wasting time, but getting used to himself. One fine day, he decided he was not it was not necessary to arrive at his goal at so fast because the path was teaching him many things. It was at that moment he became the enlightened one. This story and my own experiences are good qualities we could cultivate with our practice together. I hope my talk serves you as an inspiration to continue your practice and further develop your ability to concentrate. I am my own proof that our practice has progressive benefits that helps us live a calm, centered, focused, alert, and happy state of mind. I am nowhere near perfection because the feelings fluctuates depending on arising conditions and where I am in my practice. Although because of my practice, I have better grasp of my mind. I'm less reactive and more responsive. Through continuing and building my faith in this practice, I can face many challenges ahead. And I look forward to greet them as they will help me build my character and make me a stronger person in return. Thank you for listening.